Hello and welcome. My name is Robert. And I'm Foster. And this is the Also See Podcast, where we take an actor or director from an upcoming release and we talk about one of their other movies that may not be as well known. This week, we are joined by yet another guest, uh, our buddy Jack Grimmie. Thanks for having me, boys. Of course. It's always fun talking to you. Uh, Jack is joining us because this week we're basing our topic on Argyle, directed by Matthew Vaughn. You've seen X-Men First Class, Kick-Ass, and the Kingsman movies, and you've probably heard lots of people talk about them in real life and on podcasts just like this one. But Vaughn has done some other movies as well, and we are here to talk about Layer Cake. Um, I will say, this is the first time that we've had a, a guest on where the guest hadn't seen the movie before, so I'm interested to see how that conversation will play out. I didn't even realize that Vaughn directed this. Mainly incident to Nerdle, I used this for the Daniel Craig connection, but now uh-huh. I got it more rounded understanding of it <laughs> yeah i i think i knew it was just a daniel craig movie the one that supposedly got him mm-hmm. bond and, and yeah didn't realize it was matthew vaughn like like you until i was mm-hmm. doing some vaughn prep um we can just about dive into it but let me read the synopsis real quick a successful cocaine dealer gets two tough assignments from his boss on the eve of his planned early retirement yeah what did you guys think of this one let's just start it off there foster what do you think I liked watching it, but I, I don't know if I loved it necessarily. I feel like, um, I mean, it reminded me a lot of the other Guy Ritchie movies, or we also watched Sexy Beast on this podcast, like yeah. a few weeks back, and it reminded me of that one as well. And I don't know if if it's if it's Layer Cake or Sexy Beast or like one of the other early Guy Ritchie movies, I'd probably go with one of those first. But um, I mean, there's still stuff to like. Like I like Jack was saying, I, the cast is pretty fun. There's a lot mm-hmm. of. I was kind of surprised how many people I I recognized in this. Yeah, it'll. You, you mentioned Sin and Nerdle Jack. It'll be fun to <laughs> like have yeah, this for so many of... different people. <laughs> exactly. I had the same thought when I was watching. It's so funny. <laughs> My it's brain's really, been readjusted. It really has. Yeah, I mean, I I'm kind of in the same boat. I thought it was good. I think I like. It definitely is. I can see the fingerprints and stuff of Matthew Vaughn, like him developing his style in this, but it kind of is still a little bit more reserved than like his flashier movies that I've kind of enjoyed a little bit more but i still had a good time with it i should have looked this up ahead of time but this is his uh debut his feature first. right yeah 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 that's right it's very confident and very yeah. well done and very stylish for someone who'd never made a movie before um, sure. obviously you know tom hardy and and daniel craig and all these people weren't who they are now when this was being made but to mm-hmm. have this big of a cast and to have all of them you know deliver good performances for what the movie is mm-hmm. um yeah, like that. That's a impressive enough uh, for a d- debut feature. Mm-hmm. Personally, so I think I've probably said this before. I don't really love the early Guy Ritchie stuff. I actually like his franchise stuff better, like the Sherlock Holmes movies. Yeah, or even King Arthur is kind of fun. Um, I always get lost in his British crime mob movies. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> and it makes me have no idea what's going on. I think I've seen all of them except for Revolver. And I don't really feel like watching Revolver just because I got so lost with all the other ones. Um, but I think it's kind of low-hanging fruit to compare Layer Cake to Guy Ritchie. But it's very much a Guy Ritchie movie. A mm. uh, Guy Ritchie type of movie. And I also foster thought of Sexy Beast having watched this. Like thinking of other British mob slash crime movies. Um, here, this is, I, this is maybe where I want to start. Can you guys think of more movies in this ilk that came after Layer Cake? Like, I the Richie movies were mostly in the 
90s. Layer Cake was, I mean, um, Revolver was 05, but it seemed like it might have peaked with him or that might have been a genre to his own. Um, I, I couldn't think of any others off the top of my head. I'm just looking. I haven't seen all of these movies, but Lucky Number Seven yeah. would that count? I haven't. I haven't seen it either. You're thinking specifically after 2004. Yeah, just because what I'm getting at is this kind of obviously Vaughn feels very inspired by Richie movies in terms of style and content of the story, but it also kind of feels like it it could be a response or like a step further than what mm-hmm. Guy Ritchie was doing. Um, ultimately, with Spoilers, because we spoil every movie that we talk about um, with how Daniel Craig's character ends up. You know, he's talking all confident at the beginning about, how, yeah. you know, uh, life is a simpler place. But now, you know, selling drugs is going to become legal one day. But right now it's not. But I'm going to mm. about to retire. He's he's getting into his whole spiel. Um, but then at the end, what really got me was when he's listing off all the names of the people who died. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of felt like that was the point to the whole movie that look at all of like all of the destruction and death that this drug dealing business has brought about, especially when like in that opening shot, you know, all, a lot of this is probably just going to be legal one day, maybe mm-hmm. not cocaine, but a lot of the, the stuff that they're peddling, um, it kind of gave some weight and somberness. Um, gave a somber tone to everything that had come before, even though it was, you know, sleek and fun up to that point. I'll stop talking now. I realize I just went on and on, but go ahead. <laughs> One of you guys. No, I mean, that does seem like a, like it is intentional. I mean, a big part of that character is that he's um, so deep in like the drug world, but is anti-violence up until like he, he's pushed to do it. So it does seem like there could be some commentary there. I don't, I mean, I guess with the ending, it does kind of follow through with that, with mm-hmm. being like, oh yeah, we're not glorifying this. This this just does kind of suck. Like they kind of lead you to think that oh, we've established this new cool drug kingpin. Daniel Craig is the coolest, and then bam, hits you with like that gut punch in the end. So I do I do think that's probably what they were going for. Um, one of the other I've just been scrolling through some movies that are in the like um also see you know category sure. of of letterboxed um in Bruges popped up, and I wonder if that's almost like an even further extension of the yeah. kind of tearing down of the you know like mm-hmm. super mean mugging British crime guy type of genre that this falls that was into. Oh six, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh eight. Oh eight. Think. Mm-hmm. I was thinking seven psychopaths, but in Bruges, I think would also definitely fit because mm-hmm. just all the different characters and, you know, the flashbacks like yeah. crazy Larry, that <laughs> sequence is reminding me of one of the psychopath backstories and seven psychopaths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I think that part of it was interesting. I was, I mean, when I found out it was Matthew Vaughn, I definitely like, the editing was pretty interesting. I mean, the it definitely had some like choppiness during like chasings and stuff, which wasn't my favorite, but I definitely was expecting more action. So when it did kind of just turn into more of like kind of considering what this might mean that what it might mean at the end, I was I was interested by that because now he definitely goes into just like the zany <laughs> violence with some of his some of his movies. You mentioned Robert earlier um about how like the Guy Ritchie movies are weirdly a little bit uh, convoluted and hard to follow and i mm-hmm. felt that a little bit yeah. here too yeah. i'm like almost embarrassed to say but like i needed the wikipedia page to follow like the <laughs> crime crime plot here um there yeah there are some things i was confused i mean it it really does occasionally feel like they're speaking a different language like the, <laughs> it's, it's it can be hard to follow there's some stuff i those silly not, voices <laughs> there's some stuff i'm sh- still not fully sure i i 
Kai, like the one thing I who's the guy who got done in by the iron? What what was his oh. relevance? <laughs> I mean, what a horrible way to go, and I do not know what he did to deserve that. You know, by the, about the halfway point of the movie, I'd forgotten who the Duke was and what he looked like. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not the best. Uh, best person to be answering this question, Foster. I actually did watch it with subtitles this time. May would be <laughs> would be proud of us because we got lost in Legend of the Guardians. But, <laughs> the <owl> movie, <laughs> but like almost almost as confusing as the Guardians of Gahul. <laughs> I know. I'm totally with you. Like I said about Guy Ritchie, this one. Yeah. I I by the end I got the character stuff and the thematic stuff, but just for Daniel Craig's character, I was just, mm. I kind of yeah. But him and Michael Gambon. Yep. Um, I almost wonder, because this is the only movie in this genre that Matthew Vaughn has made, and then it's also interesting that it's the only movie in this genre Jonathan Glazer made with Sexy Beast. Um, mm-hmm. And I kind of wonder, like, is this the sort of stepping stone for young British filmmakers um, who are, you know, trying to become, you know, big-time directors is to do, like, a crime movie? This seems like almost the gateway, which is interesting. Um but yeah, I feel like he's kind of found his lane a little bit more since then. I feel like Kingsman, like the first Kingsman is probably like what I think mm-hmm. of most when I think of his style. But I really like Matthew Vaughn, actually. Mm-hmm. And so I'm kind of surprised to say that this ranks near the bottom for me. I was expecting it to be uh, a little bit higher. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's that, that was the end of that thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've i seen, besides X-Men, I really like First Class. That's mm-hmm. maybe my favorite X-Men movie. Um, yeah. But besides that one, I've only seen most of his other movies once. I haven't seen Kingsman 2 and 3. So, you know, it, it's kind of just a, a guy who I've seen a couple times. I remember the church scene in Kingsman. But beyond that, I I'm definitely get what you're saying. The, I'm a big fan of the Kingsman movies. So I did kind of have high expectations here, too. Um, did it live up or did it feel more like a that stepping stone that Foster was talking yeah, about? It felt like he was kind of going to school a little bit here, like learning, learning the craft, kind of figuring out what he might be doing. I mean, this also, I think is based on a book. So it's interesting that mm. this is like one that he kind of took the story, brought it to the screen. And so we could get to the point where he's creating his own stuff with Kingsman and stuff like that. So um, I think this does feel like a, a first film in many ways. My least favorite Matthew Vaughn movie is the King's man. I think just because the story of that one doesn't work as well for me, but I do think like, as he's gone on, his action scenes get better and better and better. And I think mm-hmm. like the King's man has like the coolest action scenes he's ever done, which is crazy. Um, like the Rasputin <laughs> fight scene is just like one of the most nutso things I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I, I mean, we're talking about this because Argyle's coming out and that trailer doesn't really do anything for me, probably because I've seen it 5,000 times. But It does I'm, negative things for me. <laughs> but like, I have to say, I'm still like, I'm expecting to come out liking that movie just because I kind of trust Matthew Vaughn at this point. Um, the only movie I haven't seen of his is Stardust, um, which I still need to see. Stardust, it's a lot of fun. Like, it's really oh, good. Okay. I, I like I've it a lot. I've like, heard pretty much exclusively good things about it. I watched it uh, maybe a couple years ago now with my wife, and when it was finished, uh, she said that felt like a, a like a Barbie movie that was taken seriously. Like a, like <laughs> those animated Barbie princess movies that she would have watched when she was a kid, um, but it's really well done. The the, the movie itself. Mm-hmm. How's Charlie Cox in it? He's good. He's the lead, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. That always good. weirds me out because every time I see his like IMDb page, the pictures that pop up are like the long wavy hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just seeing Daredevil with the, the flowing locks, you know? It's very different than Daredevil. He's like a, a British teen, which is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, De Niro is definitely the best part of that movie, though. Um, but that's not layer cake. Yeah, that, that was the Whoa. face you just made, Foster. You did a De Niro face right there. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, it just was kind of a, a good good time, good action movie. I, we were I was uh, recording the the writers' room yesterday, mm-hmm. and just talking about Matthew Vaughn movies. Uh, Schweitzer was making the argument that Golden Circle is better than the first Kingsman, which I did not agree with. But I mean, I do think it's like un, like it is just like a fun movie, and I will remember like I was like seventeen or something like that when the when the second one came out. And I was at the theater with like all of my high school friends and the moment where Eggsy jumps up and does like the horizontal dodge through the lasso, we like got up like it was like endgame. Like we were we were hyped <laughs> with some of those action scenes. So I do think like like Foster is saying, like the action is one thing that he's like really progressing on. Cause like here there isn't much of it. And then when it is like I just it was like running from place to place or kind of just like with too choppy of angles and stuff like that that I yeah. was just kind of bored by. But I think that's one thing that Probably is going to shine in Argo at least a little bit. Should I watch the second and third um, Kingsman movies? I've only seen the first. Well, what did you think of the first one? Yeah. To be fair, I watched it in college, and uh, it was during a particularly uh, stressful time of the semester, and I mostly was very sleepy during it, so <laughs> I don't have that big of an impression of, on it. I would say. Should I go back and rewatch watch- that? Yeah. And yeah. Watch the other two. I, I mean, I do. I think that is a special action movie like i remember the first when it one. came out just like seeing the trailer it was one of those like i think the trailers were kind of all over the place for it when it was when it was first dropping and um everybody was just kind of not too interested in it and then that was one that was like word of mouth like you started hearing they're like wait this is actually kind of awesome and so um finally getting to see it and like there's great interesting action the villain is pretty cool and then um i just i think like the the twists and the turns it takes with like a spy story um, and how it tests the main character throughout it is just is so interesting. So I think that one's worth it. And then if you watch it again and you love it, watch Golden Circle, and then probably have a fun time, but not as not as engaged. Um, if you don't like the first Kingsman, then you probably aren't going to like the second one at all. Fair enough. What did you guys think of Daniel Craig here? Because this was definitely his mm-hmm. first big role. He'd appeared in Road to Perdition and Elizabeth before this but you know not big roles and he wasn't daniel craig yet like i can definitely see where the bond inspiration comes from just by he mm-hmm. wears a suit well you know and then <laughs> when <laughs> he finally the alcohol after. yeah drinks the alcohol mm-hmm. even yep. when he when he rejects it and then says mm-hmm. you know, i'll have it after all um mm-hmm. holds a gun well you know he he feels very bond in the movie like you can see the hints of it um there's not much to the character like he doesn't have as much to do in it as he does in obviously like the knives out movies or mm-hmm. uh logan lucky but you know character wise in terms of like going big but I, mm-hmm. I i could see it and i really like his bond movies yeah i agree yeah i think this it makes sense that they kind of gave him that role based on this you you probably they watched it and they were like he's not all the way there but there is some real like leading man potential and then specifically with the way that they took the bond role um, making it a little bit more like serious in a lot of those movies. I think that it, it makes so much sense how this movie kind of transformed into that, that part of the franchise. Yeah. 
I thought it was really good in this. Um, I mean, it did. I mean, it felt kind of like Bond to me, to be honest. Just like mm-hmm. younger and not all bulked up yet. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I'll say I had even more fun though with the supporting cast. Mm. Oh, um, yeah. Maybe just to shout out like some of the people. I thought Sally Hawkins. It was like, shocking. Yeah. <laughs> like, just killed me because she's mm-hmm. she makes these like ridiculous faces. She's just in the background like bobbing her head around and like mm-hmm. holding the gun, you know. And it, and I'm just like, this is paddington's mom right here mm-hmm. <laughs> like what are you doing yeah that's um, one, one person i'd never seen like that at all so that was i know <laughs> um uh ben wishaw also speaking ben of paddington wishaw. was really was really funny to see like this too i mean they're all great I, like i love all these actors mm-hmm. um michael gambon or gambone or however you say his last name um really good too um mm-hmm. and Again, because like I really, I mostly know him as Dumbledore, so it's just funny to see him like as a and real... Paddington, Uncle Pastuzo. True, true, true. It's uh, <laughs> like a intimidating crime boss, and I'm, I'm just like Dumbledore. You should not be saying these naughty these words. words. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote down that Gambin before he came back. He felt like the Donald Sutherland role in JFK, where he just comes in, in in the middle of the in the movie and explains everything that's actually been going on the whole time, and then kind of disappears until he comes back and then i was like okay this doesn't fit as much anymore but i I liked it for a minute um i've also noticed that ben wishaw like paddington is the exception for his his filmography he's normally like the he's a bad boy yeah like i'm thinking (laughs) cloud atlas he's he's depressed and suicidal in cloud atlas and passages he's a very you know sad person he he's Mm -hmm. a little bit more wholesome in the bond movies but um you can it, it feels like Paddington is him taking a break for his from for his psyche sometimes. Mm-hmm. I liked the the two kind of like his two partners. I think Gene and Morty. I think their names were. I thought oh, yeah. they were pretty cool. I thought like Gene kind of as that mentor character. I, I have never seen that actor before, but I was like, this guy's pretty cool. Like I, I feel like I I could have seen him in some some other movies, but really had no idea who he was. But Colm um, Meany. Yeah, I have no <laughs> idea who this guy was before the movie, but um, he was kind of a standout for me in it. And then, like, I mean, obviously, completely different Tom Hardy at this point, but they did nothing with it. Like, he really know, was yeah. like a glorified extra. Um, and uh, so it's it's interesting that just to see those kind of actors in these like early movies. I mean, he has some lines, obviously, but um, didn't really have a whole lot of significance to the plot. I was hoping for a little bit more. He was one of the actors that when I checked out this cast, getting ready to watch it, I'm like, Oh, let's see what early Tom Hardy was like. And then I'm like, all right, I still don't really know. <laughs> yeah. It probably, it took him till inception, right. To really become a thing. Yeah. That, that might be true. Yeah. Yeah. That's when he became like, everybody knew his name. I think, um, Bronson, I think movie. is where he first, like got a huge leading role. That was mm-hmm. like, yeah. I mean, have you seen Bronson? I haven't. No, it's but a, I, like, I've seen stills. He also bulked up for that. It's a, it's another like British crime type of movie. He's amazing in it. He's so good. Um, uh, the guy who plays Morty, I, I realized like 30 seconds into it. I'm like, that is Kingsley Shacklebolt from yeah. <laughs> Harry Potter. I, was, mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen him in anything before. Although he's um, in uh, Raiders. Looking, too, yeah. I know. I, I saw that after I was looking him up and I had never made that connection before, but mm-hmm. that was funny to see. Um, also, Burton Gorman. Do you guys know who that is? No. He's, he's one of those guys that you see in every movie. I feel like exactly. Um, so he's in like a lot of Guillermo del Toro oh, oh, yeah, movies. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, um, yeah, he's like he the with Charlie Day in Pacific Rim, or he's in Dark Knight Rises. Um, I thought he was Game really good Thrones. in this too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I so 
I don't know. I just love these like little character actors who mm-hmm. can like kind of do anything and just blend into whatever movie they're a part of. Those are always like my favorite actors to see. So yeah. um, he he is on the list now for me of cool people, I think. Yep. <laughs> Burn Gorman. And- Mm-hmm. Congrats. <laughs> I'm sure he's thrilled. <laughs> he, he's been waiting for your uh, endorsement. Did you see Watcher a couple of years ago? I have not. Should I? He's Yeah, he's really creepy in that. Like He Ooh. he uh, leverages his <laughs> appearance. and <laughs> He's credited as The Watcher. <laughs> yeah, that's what he is, and he's really good in it. All one, right. one Matthew Vaughn thing that like this movie kind of had me considering um, with comparing it to this and then both of the Kingsman movies. Mm-hmm. I don't, he doesn't, from what I've seen so far, he doesn't really use women all that, that well. I mean, you have like mystique in X-Men, which is maybe like the biggest, like glaring exception there. But um, I mean, the main um, Sienna Miller in this is pretty yeah. much like literally just love it for sight for no reason. And then <laughs> just there to give us that like ending moment. And then, um pretty much like i mean i guess you have sally hawkins who is just a great very funny moment but the one girl who's in this uh entire like crime ring is the one who like causes the mission to go awry because she just can't hold the gun right or whatever Um, (laughs) i I, I don't it's not a full critique of this guy's career but it's just something i've noticed no i think that's fair um (laughs) it's not wrong (laughs) because i don't know i mean yeah like i haven't seen stardust either and then i do think like I like what they did with uh, Mystique in those movies, but there's mm-hmm. something to, something there potentially. Chloe Grace Moretz is, has got some that's, some style and ability and kick ass. I forgot yeah, about that. That's a good call. That's uh, yeah. That's when I always forget to attribute to him. So good point. Not not to push back against your point too much, but like you're <laughs> definitely just, right about this then, movie. Like, there's one <laughs> we found. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically, the only scene where Sienna Miller is like. Uh, the focus is her getting undressed and then re- <laughs> exactly. redressed into uh, lingerie. So yeah. <laughs> that definitely supports your point. Yeah. Th- this one specifically, I was like, there are no uh, women who are really like kind of relevant here, but that's also kind of a staple of, you know, this guy, Ritchie type of genre at, at this time that's, too. That's definitely fair. Yeah. The last thing I'll bring up is I don't even remember which character it was at this point, but they uh, tried to, the year after Return of the King, tried to rival the Denethor eating food disgustingly scene. Oh, gosh. I hated that. I did not appreciate it. <laughs> that was awful. <laughs> he walked in and I was like, this guy's bad news. He is, <laughs> I mean, I'm with you. Is he the guy whose head was in the cooler? I don't even remember. Uh, no, no, no. The Duke, his head was in the cooler. Oh, okay. Yep. See, see I, like I told you, I forgot what he looked like 30 <laughs> minutes in. Anyway, um, yeah, Layer Cake, solid movie. Good good debut for Matthew Vaughn. Mm-hmm. How about we move on to our grid at moviegrid.io. So the column headers on the top are Daniel Craig movies, um, 100 million plus box office runs, and released from 2000 to 2024. The row headers on the side are Javier Bardem, Christoph Waltz, and Mads Mikkelsen. Listen to you saying vaults. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> Jack, did you get nine? I did get nine. I got nine this time. I got nine. My esteemed co-host, who prides himself on being a movie encyclopedia for the second week in a row, did not get nine. Oh, no. no. <laughs> and I'm not going to, or I'm, I'm definitely going to rub it in his face. 
<laughs> just because I got to gloat while I'm ahead because who knows, you could rattle off like a four week win streak. So uh, let's say our scores. I got 2443, which is good for top 1%. Um, Jack, let's go with you next. What'd you get? I got 2434. Oh my goodness. What percentage is that? Top one. Top 1%. Nice. I think it stopped doing decimals, by the way. Like, it used to say top one point whatever. Like, we're probably a decimal or so apart. Yeah. You just Um, got me. Yeah. (laughs) That's very funny. Foster, what did you get? (laughs) Boy, I sure hope you two are happy. I got (laughs) got 2167. So not to brag, but that means I'm in the top 33% today. (laughs) Hey, top third. Not bad. Let's All go right. square by square. Okay. Uh, Javier Bardem and Daniel Craig. Um, Skyfall. Foster. Skyfall. What yeah. was the percentage though? Ninety-nine point six. I got the point four. What, <laughs> what did, did you, you put? Is it another Bond? It's. It's being James Bond, a documentary about Daniel How? Craig is James Bond. <laughs> That's, That's come up on an episode before where we were like, "Why wasn't this hundred percent?" And we looked it up. I think it was oh, Daniel Craig man. on a DeArmis, um, and we figured it Ridiculous. out. Ridiculous. And I, I kept that in mind. Okay. So there's my I'm point four. <laughs> um, Ridiculous. I, yeah, that, one's, that one's killer. Excellent movie. You guys should both see it. Um, <laughs> I, I love it. I'm its number one fan. You know me. Okay. Um, <laughs> Bardem, 100 million. There's probably I a few went, options here. Like yeah, I went out. the Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man Tell No Tales. Oh, good. What was that percentage? 13.7. Nice. I actually think that one is okay. Like, that, that's yeah, a decent, a decent time. Yeah. What'd you put, Foster? I didn't. <laughs> oh, is this the... <laughs> no, this isn't the one I missed. So I missed I missed one of the Mads Mikkelsen ones, but then I retried in that same category. Okay, so okay. I just never ended up trying one for this. Gotcha. gotcha. Uh, I did Little Mermaid for 10.9. I I, would have thought that one would have been more on people's heads. Me too. Yeah. Guess not. I, anyway. Uh, Bardem 2000 to 2024. It's a very, fairly narrow category. So, uh, I went being the Ricardos for 5.7. Didn't he get nominated for that? Yeah. Yeah. I was expecting him to, or expecting that one to be a little bit higher Mm -hmm. because of that. I think there's just a lot of options here, actually. Yeah, sure. for yeah. sure. Um, I went with, speaking of a lot of options, this is one that like you would barely remember. He's in Collateral, which was 1.8%. Oh. Yeah, that's right. I did not remember that. Yeah. I this is why I say, once again, I, too. I feel like I would have won had I not made a <laughs> stupid mistake, which I'll share later. I'm, yeah. I'm seething over here, but continue. It's so put, obvious, uh, too. I put Go ahead, Jack, uh, I'm sorry. Mother for this one. Got, oh, yeah. Uh, 10.7. Nice. I like Mother a lot also. Mm-hmm. Christoph Vaults, Daniel Craig. I put Spectre for 69.8. I did I No did, Time to Die. Yeah, I did No Time to Die as well for that one. See, I was trying to remember if he was in No Time mm-hmm. to Die. I've only yep. seen it the one time, even though I really, really liked it a lot. Seems like you've had no time to die. <laughs> Because that makes perfect sense. <laughs> I don't know. We were all you know. thinking. <laughs> we were all thinking. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's true, but thank you for backing me up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Um, uh, yeah, I did No Time to Die as well, which let me put Spectre in this next one here for 3.2. Oh, nice. Ooh, nice. That's that's a good, uh, yeah, I don't even know the word, but like a good combination. It worked out, worked out. Yeah. I put Django for 40.3, so. Whoa. My least impressive one. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, not bad, both of you, not bad. I decided to go Horrible Bosses 2 for 0.7%. I thought about uh-huh. it. I was like, I just could not get myself to click it. <laughs> yes. That's a good what classic did, of cinema. All right. What did that make at the box office? Just curious. Oh, I don't know. At least 100 million. Yeah. have to look this up. While you're looking that up, I will say I like both Horrible Bosses movies, even though I completely forgot that he was in this one. Uh, <laughs> they're very similar, but they're filled with funny people and with funny enough situations, so I really mm-hmm. do like both of them. Not a bad time, yeah. yeah. I thought about putting that one. I was just like, oh, I feel like it's got to be close. Guess what Guess what it made, Robert, worldwide. Guess what it made. How many like 107. I'm actually going to murder you on air. It is one hundred seven million and six hundred thousand. That's amazing. Wow! I did not look it up. I promise. Oh my gosh! Uh, I put Alita for four point five for two thousand and twenty twenty four. Yeah. Okay. You put okay. that too. What was the what was the percent? Four point five. Oh, not bad. What'd you get on this one? <laughs> I put I put uh, Carnage, which is a Roman Polanski movie. Um, oh. Like I've said a few times, good director, even better guy. You know, so three point seven. <laughs> oh, Sorry, 3. I, I, I got you beat there. Oh, do you? Give I it went. To me. I went downsizing for that one. Two point five. Downsizing. That's uh, right. Mm-hmm. And I just watched yeah. that kind of recently too. Yep. Good one. Downsizing. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> like the least Christoph Waltz, Christoph Waltz performance. Exactly. Yeah. Did we do uh, another documentary for Bottom Left here? No, I went with Casino it. Royale. You yeah. can't reuse it. Yeah, oh. so, yeah, I went Casino Royale here too. So I did, it's the same thing that Bond yeah. documentary would have been that point too. See, this is what tipped me off. Like I, that this is what you know uh, ignited my memory. I saw I put this one first, Casino Royale. It said ninety nine point eight. I remember that documentary uh. <laughs> just to haunt Foster, who's shaking his head Jeez. at me. I'm never gonna forget it though. I hope you know that. <laughs> <laughs> but I still don't get all the squares, so it won't even help me. I know, uh, like yeah, you, you've been gloating about all these low percentages, but it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you don't get nine. It's because I try too hard to go obscure, and I get too overconfident. Mm-hmm. I also went Casino Royale, of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, I did Secrets of Dumbledore for fourteen point seven for hundred million plus. Just okay. tried to <laughs> think of the least remarkable of the franchises that Mickelson's mm-hmm. been in. I did Dial of Destiny for ten point five here. See, I honestly did not even remember he's in that, yep. so that's a good pull. <laughs> yep. Again, I say, not bad, sirs. Man. Clash of the Titans for yeah. 1.2%. Um, which he just has a small part in that. Um, but weirdly, Middle School Foster was obsessed with Clash of the Titans. It was the most epicest, coolest movie he had seen up to that point. And it finally reason. paid off. <laughs> I know. <laughs> My whole life has led to this moment. <laughs> I, this is the this bottom right is the one where I would be shocked if you guys beat me. Okay, I put the hunt Ooh. for sixteen point six. I don't know a lot of obscure Mickelson. I got low here. What'd you do, Foster? Okay, I put the promised land for zero point nine percent. I beat you just Whoa. barely inching away with chaos walking. Chaos most walking. forgettable what? movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Immediately Gosh. left my brain. 
What was the percentage you said? 0.7. Wow. Foster, is that fast X for Charlize level? Basically, I just like, (laughs) I get so proud of myself for coming up with these like, whoops, I'm like throwing things as I'm talking. I'm so angry. (laughs) I get so proud of myself. And then you all beat, Robert beat me with fast X a couple weeks ago. That is so stupid. Yeah. Um, This is, so this is the one, did you say yours, Robert, already? The hunt. The hunt. That's right. So Mm -hmm. this is the one where I missed one. And then I retried with the promised land, which I think just came out. So it was just in my brain. So Nicholas Winding Refn has this trilogy of movies called the Pusher Trilogy, which I've never in my life seen. Mm-hmm. I only know of it because I've scrolled past it on IMDb and Letterboxd, and I know that Mads Mikkelsen is in them. So it turns out I put Pusher 3 because I figured, like, if anyone's going to put the Pusher movies, 3 is probably the least common one. Right. Turns out Mads Mikkelsen is in Pusher and Pusher 2 <laughs> and is not in Pusher 3. <laughs> so I was so close to getting, like, an incredible score with yeah. that. and. I can't even believe the way that I missed it. I'm so you, mad at myself. Yeah, you would have been in a good spot. It seems like most of those you scored lower than us. So, except for that Bond documentary, that yeah, that's hard to beat. That's hard to beat. That's ridiculous. That's only because I play this so often, and I have to know like what is that per- decimal like, percentage like that using I missed. Inside or Bo Burnham's inside in the Sin and Nerdle game, right? Really right. taking people into the <laughs> the roots. Or even just the Willem Dafoe inside. Have you used that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's Like, I've looked through that cast and, you know, crew, and I don't <laughs> know if there's it? anything else I can get. Yeah. Like, I've tried to get anything. Like, that's mm-hmm. a great kill shot. Um, sure. Who is the director of The Hunt and, and Another Round? Uh, Thomas Vinterberg. I've, they've done a few movies together, haven't they? Yes. Because that's another picks- one that gets me on Sin and Nerdle a lot. <laughs> Mm-hmm. There's one that takes place at a wedding. I feel like it's called the celebration or something like that. Give me a sec. Yeah, the celebration. Yeah, I. I some no, it's just that some people on that game know like more world cinema than I do, and if mm-hmm. you know, I put down Rogue One, then all of a sudden we're going yeah. into these Danish movies, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh great, I don't know what to do here. Yeah, um, Mads isn't even in that. Now that I'm looking at the cast, so <laughs> whatever. My um, point still stands. The- some of the other hunt people are in it. Oh, you know, no, the other guy who's in another round and the hunt is also in this movie. So there's your out. Use the celebration from now on. Okay. All right. I'll, I won't remember that five minutes. From okay. <laughs> but you will remember <laughs> being James Bond. <laughs> yes. Your favorite documentary. <laughs> Not only your favorite documentary, your new favorite movie. Let's just yeah. call it like it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Step yeah. aside, Lord of the Rings. Step aside, Moneyball. Mm-hmm. Being James Bond. That's right. Moving. Um, with that, I, I think we should wrap up. Uh, thank you for listening. I had a fun time. Mostly because Jack joined this time. Um, you can follow us, Foster and I, uh, on Letterbox at FOSTH101 and Robert's Thoughts, respectively. Jack, where can the people find you if they want to hear more of your wonderful movie thoughts? Uh, Jack Grimmy on Letterbox, and then mainly just Sif Pop stuff. So. Awesome, yeah. I don't promote that enough, but always please check out Sif Pop. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I, I may be biased, but I think the people over there do great work. Um, if you're enjoying the show, please let us know. Uh Share it, rate it, subscribe, follow, do it. I, I lose track. There's different words for different podcast platforms, but just just let us know that you like it. Send us send us a message. Send it. We actually have a we have an email too. If you want to email us there, <laughs> is this the first time you've mentioned it? Yeah, yeah. I just I set it up, uh, you know, to you know have an email address that wasn't mine for making the podcast. It's also cpod at gmail.com If you wanna if you wanna send us a message. Uh, We will see you next time, though. 
because Lisa Frankenstein is coming out and we, which is written the first time we're going with someone that's not an actor or director. The writer Diablo Cody wrote the movie young adult starring the star of some of the greatest <laughs> movies of all time, fast X and F9 and Charlize Theron. So okay. <laughs> check back with us next week as we talk about uh, young adult Jack. Thank you so much for coming on. We had, Thanks for having me boys. Had a blast um, until next time. Welcome to your layer cake. <laughs>